Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> May I have your attention, please? Due to a track blockage, we have stopped at East Daegu Station. You have two options. You may wait to see if a rescue team will arrive here, or try to transfer to another train and continue to Busan. The choice is yours to make. When this announcement is concluded, I will exit the train and try to find another working one on the furthest left track. What's going on? I repeat, the far left track. If you're alive, please transfer safely. Godspeed. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm your hostess, Summer, and tonight our guest host is none other than the fabulous, the beautiful, the amazingly talented, and always entertaining, Mr. <laughs> Devin Dennis. Thank you. Thank welcome. you so much. Welcome, <laughs> sir. I'm very, very excited to have you on, first of all, because you I'm are excited also, to be here. You are also a podcaster. So it's I always am. fun to podcast with other podcasters. I agree. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our origin story, okay? All right. So you and I met at a flashback weekend 2022. 2022 yes yes we were debating on that earlier was it 21 22 <laughs> this year i don't know what we got time. our facts straight we figured it out figured it out what is time anyway you know a construct really so yes we met at flashback weekend me you your boyfriend brian and mm -hmm. elena we're all at the same con together i had been admiring you guys and your fantastic cosplays for a whole day before I met you. Elena met you first and said, I met these really cool guys. You got to meet them. And there you are. Yeah. We met Elena standing in line, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, then she introduced us and the rest was history, man. We hung out the, rest, the whole rest of the con. We did. We had dinners. We had went to vampire balls. We took prom pictures. It was the best. Oh, it was fabulous. Also, I mean... Standing in line is truly where a lot of great friendships form. It life. really is. Yes. I met the original co-host Tori of the show standing in line for a photo op. Did you really? I did. She was wearing these really cool custom, custom painted Nightmare on Elm Street shoes, custom vans. Yeah. And I'm like... Now, first con, it was my first con. I was super shy. I was like, oh, my God, I can't talk to anyone. I'm so scared. <laughs> but it's like, oh, my God, those shoes are amazing. And she's like, oh, thank you. And we became best friends after that. Crazy, right? Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> you think it's just like you have that common. You already know you have that common and you're standing in line and there's just the energy in the air. You just create instant friends. I don't know. It's, it's awesome at cons. The fact that we were standing in line for a Nightmare on Elm Street photo op said we at least had that in common. Exactly. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> we're not going to pay hundreds of dollars for a photo we don't want. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to ask. Do you like Nightmare on Elm Street? Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a friendship formed in heaven. Since then, you guys have been up to some very, very exciting things. You have a podcast 
that a time mm. of recording is getting ready to release. You said it should be released when this drops. It is called Podcastation Unknown. Did I get that right? Yes. Podcastation right. Unknown. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very excited I'm, about that. I'm so excited too because I was honored enough to be a guest. I was so, yes. so honored. So when yes. I was a guest, was I don't even know if you guys episode. had. It was such a fun episode. I can't wait to hear it. It's been so long since we recorded. I don't remember a damn we thing We laughed what we said. our asses off. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, my goodness. I do remember the game we played, you know, this or that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the questions, because I remember this because I told my coworkers, one of the questions that you asked us was, would you rather have dinner, what, with Leatherface or with Hannibal Lecter or something, right? Right, yeah. And I said, I had a contingency to every single question. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's for dinner? Are we eating? You, you needed more details. Are we eating barbecue? Are we eating French cuisine? Because I prefer barbecue. <laughs> but I believe I ultimately chose Hannibal because I was more confident he would have air conditioning. Yes, that was exactly because <laughs> I think you were gonna go with Texas Chainsaw at first, and because I think you were I the only one who was gonna. Because everybody else was like fine dining, right? But yeah. <laughs> I'm a rip. Then you girl, were like, man. you know what? I've rethought it. There's air conditioning with Hannibal, and that's what we're going with. I prefer air conditioning with my ribs, so I'm just going to have to go with the fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> and we had many other questions like that, in which I also asked follow-up questions before <laughs> I made my final decision. I love it. So make sure you tune into that. You guys are so good. I'm so proud of you. I've been kind of with you guys from the beginning of the conception yes. of the show you guys been asking me questions which made me feel thank very you for good. that by the way oh my god of course you know same thing happened to me when i started this show no idea how to do it don't even did not even know how to start where mm -hmm. what do we do i was coached by my friends wes and kevin from it's a horror podcast i didn't really know them that well at the time i listened to their show and i liked it and I contacted them on Instagram. We talked, said how much I love the show. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit more. And then I started inquiring about how they did it. And instead of being a gatekeeper with information, they literally taught me how to podcast. And yep. then I felt like I was paying it forward. So I was very yeah. happy. I love that. When, you know, any type of, you know, whether it be podcasts or any other type of Mm -hmm. uh, entertainment really teaching and being able to pass on the way to do things and stuff oh it's beautiful because yes, you just create more art that way you do you know? so i was completely honored when i was asked for advice or or how do you do this or what do you do for this because i had to do the exact same thing with somebody else our podcast godmother Oh, I call I call Wes and Kevin my mentor, my podcast mentor. And then when they would do their show, sometimes they would shout us out. They're like, they are like our little babies. <laughs> he like groomed them, which is true. There you go. See, <laughs> you are also a musician. You have a band where sky meets ocean. Yes. Tell me about that. So where sky meets ocean is right now. That's just three of us, uh, me and my two best friends. We are 
making music basically we started making this music during the pandemic mm-hmm. and just writing things and recording it and figuring out the whole process and kind of creating this sound that we're really really proud of and we just recently put out our first single grand rapids it's on spotify and anywhere else you stream music and um we're really excited about that and we got another song coming out probably in like a month or so so lots of big things coming up will any of the music be on youtube at all it will be yes terrific absolutely check them out there are you guys playing gigs at all live action gigs or not yet at the moment, we don't have anything lined up, but definitely in the future, that'll be something that we will be looking into. Amazing. Do you, Does the band have its own like Instagram or Facebook page people can go follow and get the latest? There is an Instagram. Um, there's also a TikTok. Ooh. Yeah. So what are your handles? On TikTok. Um, where Sky Meets Ocean, M-I. So M-I. Michigan. Okay. Yeah, for Michigan. There you go. Assuming you guys are all all based in Michigan, right? (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Awesome. Terrific. Well, definitely check that out. What would you classify the genre of music? Um, So it's probably, I would say, a mix of post-hardcore and like with emo elements, but there's also uh, pop elements to it. So there's a lot. It's very singable. You know, you can sing along, you can bop along, but it also has those moments where you can, you know, get down. So you're not screaming (laughs) at me the whole time. (laughs) No, there's none of that going on. (laughs) No, I uh, I'm a big fan of melody. So, okay, so today, guest doll, Hmm. you have chosen a movie I had never seen before. I had heard the name over and over and over again people keep saying the name to me a couple (laughs) people actually when I was inquiring after we decided on your movie when I was inquiring with other friends on what they would like to do for their guest host show several mentioned this movie really all at once oh I'm glad I snagged it first you got it first (laughs) Yes, we are talking about Train to Busan, 2016 Korean film. Yes. When is the first time you've seen this movie? The first time I saw this film, um, Brian actually showed it to me. And it was probably two, two or three years ago. Okay. And we just watched it at home. Um we were flipping through while trying to find something to watch and he saw it and he was like, Oh, have you ever seen train to Busan? And I was like, no, I had never even heard of it at that point. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. So we did watch it. And I, I love this film. And when I picked it, I, I didn't realize I hit you with a double whammy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I, you had mentioned to me before and I forgot that you had, you're not a huge fan of zombie films. Nope. Right. (laughs) And I didn't know this, but you're also not a huge fan of foreign films, right? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of foreign films because I am I'm kind of dumb and I'm not (laughs) I'm not a very good reader. I I know how to read, but I'm not a fast reader and comprehension takes a while. So if it's a subtitled movie, I. I have issues. I have trouble. Mm-hmm. I also have a very short attention span. So I'm like looking at my phone. Oh, no, I missed the movie because I can't hear it. Right. So right. I uh, 
because of you know playing loud music all my life i don't hear very well anyway so i have everything subtitled even if it's like just english stuff like i'll be watching just whatever and it's always subtitled so i have that going for me i'm used to reading subtitles all the time so. honestly i have it subtitled too for some reason english movies <laughs> i don't know i think sometimes maybe i'm not sure about what something they might have said i think it's more common than not that people like really when you're funny. in the in the comfort of your own home, have the subtitles on. It's kind of like I'm hearing with my eyes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> exactly. hearing it and I'm reading along. It's weird. But if I just... it matches up and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yes, the brain is strange. But if I'm just reading it, I got I have problems. That's the thing. Gotcha. Luckily, we chose the dubbed version. It's on Tubi. Yep. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. So I only had to deal with, and I, I use the phrase deal very loosely because I really did enjoy this. I only had to deal with the style of a foreign film. And I don't mind horror films in the Asian cultures because they tend to be very, very good. They do. The stories are great for the most part. And yeah, so I watched this movie and I'm like, okay, it's a fucking zombie movie. <laughs> Which, yeah so i'm like okay well i don't have to like every movie that we do that's boring let's watch it i did not hate it see there you go that's a win in its own i watched it <laughs> twice the i watched it halfway through a week ago and then the other half i watched yesterday and then i watched it again last night when i got home from work i also it, watched it twice yeah because there, there's so much to unpack and mm -hmm. that's more there's more to this movie which i love you know this is your your asian film for you there is more to this movie than a zombie movie way more there's so many this is one thing i love about this movie is there's so many different plot points going on this is a movie about human nature mm -hmm. and how we deal in a crisis relationships and friendships right versus wrong moral versus non-moral and it's such a gray area because i don't think any of them it are is. wrong completely wrong no and none of them are completely right right exactly it's all about perspective really. and how and they're acting on impulse they have yep. a, half of a second to react and do something so they did what their gut tells them to do and Either that's for the greater good and gets them killed. It's for the greater good and they save people. Or it's selfish and they get a bunch of people killed. Or it's selfish and they save a bunch of people. It's it's really it good. Is. It is. And yeah, it makes you think about all those things and all, what you would do in that situation. And We'll talk about that later in story. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I honestly like, I think I watched this a second time because I didn't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to observe their actions more closely than I was the first time. Yeah. I was really impressed. Good choice. Thank you, Brian, for introducing this to you. And thank you, you, for introducing this to me. I never would have watched this one on my own without the show. There you go. All I right. probably would have never watched it without Brian. So. Right. So Train to Busan. <clears throat> if you have not seen Train to Busan... Here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. 
While a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from Seoul to Busan. It is starring a bunch of people whose names I cannot pronounce. I'm not <laughs> even going to try. That's going to be the case with every name here. So I'm going to use descriptors when talking about these people like the husband, the dad, the kid. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to go with, too. I have their names written down, but I'm like not super confident in them. The thing is, I'm, I might be able to read their names because I heard them over and over again, but I can't really remember which name goes with which person. Right. I have some of that here, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) So, okay. First of all, favorite kill. Man, that one made me puke. It's supposed to make you puke. This movie's a massacre. It is a massacre. Wow. (laughs) I I struggled a wee bit on this because I was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. But what did you pick? So my favorite kill, um, because I'm just a hopeless romantic, right, mm-hmm. is the baseball boy. Mm-hmm. Yep, when he is holding his girlfriend in his arms as she turns into a zombie and just basically lets it happen. Um, mm. He handled that situation way different than I would have handled that situation. But <laughs> I would have beat that dude's ass. Are you kidding me? The guy who threw her oh, in front of the zombie? Such a fucking asshole, man. Get out of my face, man. The, the true villain of the story. So he's he's the human villain of the story. Yeah. And then the other villain, of course, is the company who mm-hmm. pulled the funding and let this ha- outbreak happen inadvertently. Yep. And like I said, there's so many plot points to this movie. It's crazy. I might have to watch this movie again just to pick up even more because yeah. there's so much. Okay, but my... He was my favorite baseball boy. Um, that was one of my contenders because of everything you said. I ultimately, for similar reasons, chose our leading actor in his hero death. That was my runner up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a very cinematic, heroic Mm -hmm. movie death. It really is. It's kind of hokey. But it was a beautiful scene. First, he knows he's going to turn real soon. So he says goodbye to his daughter, who he promised not to leave, by the way. Yeah, and she's having a cow. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> but then he he walks away to the end of the train car, to the back, outside of the train. And you get this really beautiful montage of essentially your life flashing before your eyes of his happiest moment you presume and that is the birth of said daughter yep and the most... eyes are like glossing over as you're seeing say. this i love the i love the zombie milky eye right yeah and the fact that you got to see it happen right then instead of just it appearing like like villain guy he looks up and you see he has the milky eye right, right? him you saw it happen to him and so it's not necessarily because it's a hero death it's a beautiful scene you get that lovely montage flashback and then the cinematography on the scene oh my god you don't see him die but the camera pans to his shadow and how as he's turning 
he lets himself just fall forward off the train. It was so graceful and so beautiful. And, you know, the ultimate sacrifice, of course, another big thing that this movie is about. So I loved it so much. I loved, oh God, I have my runner up. I really loved the two sisters, the ladies, the old ladies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh my God. That moment when survivor sister looks at the zombies and then looks back at her society and she's a zombie life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Those two sisters, when they get split, it was like, you could tell the connection they had because it was almost like the one sister was like, she didn't have anything. She didn't have a care in the world at that point. She didn't care if the zombies got in. She didn't care about anything because she didn't have her sister with her. Right. That just that moment, she's looking at zombie civilization and then she's looking back at her own civilization and they're kind of the same. Yeah. In that moment. Yep. And I'm not crying. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't so distracted when watching this movie, because, you know, I only half watch movies. That's why I have to watch them like five times before we do a show. (laughs) I may have teared up a wee bit more than I did. It was a tearjerker of a movie. It was awesome. I tell, yeah, some of my friends who I also was talking about doing this movie with you and they had never seen it, so they were asking about it as well. And I told them, yeah, you, you'll probably cry. It's oh. especially at the end, like you said, when he when the dad falls off the back of the train, you see the shadow, and then it pans back up to the daughter in the window, and she's just mm-hmm. crying and like banging on the window. Oh my gosh. Enough to bring a tear to your eye. Oh. Okay, so here's exactly what you wrote to me. First of all, you mentioned several other movies to do also that didn't quite work out because you mentioned Dr. Sleep. And I'm like, but I want to do The Shining first. Right. <laughs> right. And then you mentioned another one. And, oh, you mentioned The Exorcist 3, I think, which is awesome because I love part three. I'm like, but we haven't done I part one and movie. two. Yeah. Right? So, so, this, so this apparently happened. I was in a sequel mood. I don't know. I like sequels. <laughs> so this was like, okay. And I, the fact that I have not seen this one was a bonus for me. You said, quote, <clears throat> it's a good one, a zombie flick, but it's going to hit you differently than most zombie movies, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. It okay. definitely does. Fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks. Fashion moment. Okay. I, uh, I struggled a little bit on the fashion. I ultimately chose our schoolgirl uniform, but only because she had pink sneakers, <laughs> which okay. I don't think is dress code. That No, she's <laughs> going to the principal's office for that one, no doubt. Those are her, I'm out of this prison shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. She she's switches still, them. She's still in her dress code, but damn it, I'm wearing the shoes I want to wear, a little bit of, of personality. And so that's why I chose the uniform when I saw the shoes. That was it. I like that. I like that. I have a couple different ones. So I I myself played baseball for like 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. So the baseball uniforms with the jackets that they had as well fly, right? Totally. I'm like, Let's do it. I'm into it. They got the Korean writing on the front. I'd wear that shit. 
And then there was, you had mentioned the old ladies. Okay. Mm. Now this isn't something that I would wear, but <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought it was good for them. Um, at the scene where um, the one sister dies, she's wearing this like, it's not a blouse but it's like because they're wearing like thicker knitted like shirts right like wool or something Mm -hmm. but hers is like floral and it's pretty cool i like yeah and then at the very end of the movie where they're walking through the tunnel Mm. the mom the pregnant woman is wearing a shirt that has this cool it's like a white shirt and it has this cool design on it that's like purples and blues and it goes up the the whole front of the shirt. Mm-hmm. I dug that. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the husband's blue suit. I was going to give a honorable mention to the suit. So <laughs> he also wears like a scarf thing with that. Yeah. It kind of gives off like, I don't know, like sailor vibes or something to me. Like, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> like he's about to go out on a yacht or something. Yeah. But, do you think that. that jacket look? Do you think that jacket looks scratchy? Do you think it was scratchy? It kind of looks you scratchy. Know what? I don't know. I don't know because he was wearing a shirt under it. That's the thing. I'll have to ask him what it was made out of. Yeah, was that wool? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like wool. Was it wool? <laughs> okay, best hair. Oh, I had a hard time. I got one, and I think it's a good one. Give it to me. But it's so best hair. I also was like, who's got the best hair? Like, I'm looking at all of these. And I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, there's one person. And he doesn't play a huge role in the movie at all. But he's got best hair. Okay. It's it's the dude who closes the train doors before oh. the train takes off. You know who I'm talking about? In the beginning, right? Before, before shit goes down? He's. Yeah, he's kind of got like almost like a pompadour type thing going, but it's also kind of slicked over. Looks yeah. very dapper. Looks very dapper. <laughs> so I Honor- honorable mention to the dad, though. I don't think his hair was very bad. No, the it, the reason I had issues with our hair on this one is this: these are all, of course, very standard Asian haircuts. They are. Most of the time, the hair is stick straight. Mm-hmm. Can't really do much with it, right? <laughs> Except right. different le- layers and different levels. Mm-hmm. But I did love the dad because he had this sort of lift and hang bang thing he going did. on, and it was very handsome. Yeah. And you know, your your Brian has a similar look. <laughs> yeah, then I appreciate that. So <laughs> was, you know, was, me, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. It was he, super handsome. He was he was hot. He was he very was, handsome man. He was. I mean. I like Korean guys, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have too much of a preference. I've never gravitated towards Korean, Japanese, Chinese. But there's someone for everyone, and he was hot. If they look like they could be in a K-pop band, then oh my God. rock and roll. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was, he was super, super duper handsome. So I chose his hair. I really loved our schoolgirl's hair. It was, you know, just your standard straight Asian long hair, but it was so shiny and so pretty. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And uh, honorable mention to our 
our hero husband guy. His uh, he had a spike thing going on. He did. I he felt like to me he was like the, and maybe this was how it was supposed to be because his wife was pregnant and they were like dealing with so much and maybe they're not getting a ton of sleep and stuff. But to me he looked like he just had the I just woke up look, and just <laughs> didn't didn't do anything with the hair. You know what I mean? Like either he that or he spent forever trying to get it just the right amount of spike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he either he had... just woke up or he spent six hours on it. Yes, prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my dream. Where did you get that? Okay, I really, really, really struggled on this. This one, one was the. This one was a tough one. Okay. This one was a tough one. I managed to come up with three. Okay, I have two. Okay, my impractical prop. I'll take the train car. <laughs> I'd love it. I, I would also take the train car. Okay. I didn't even Where think Where I that. would put the train car? I, I mean, don't know. I'd have to have a big yard situation out sure. there or something. I'll take one of the train cars. I don't know if they used two or how many multiples, if they just kept redressing the same one. If it was even a train car, was it a set in, on the interior? Right. I mean, like, a lot of times over here, they will use a real train car for like midnight meat train. They used a real train car and such. So I'm not sure if it was a real train car or if it was a set, but if it was a real train car, I will take a train car and I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'll take it. That's thinking outside the box. I like that. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll turn it into a museum. Oh, see? Like Come a train to Busan museum Busan. or a train to Busan restaurant. Ooh, inside the train car? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, you you know, I'm sure you've seen those nine, 90s. I'm sure you've seen those 50s Americana diners that are like in a I train have. car. Yep. It so would you serve Korean food? I don't know. It could be a themed restaurant. I would have... That's Korean, an interesting idea. <laughs> Korean food would be, of course, ideal with the theme, but I worry it's too niche for... That's what, yeah, right. So maybe some, maybe a couple of Korean dishes... That we'd, of course, give really cool movie zombie names, yeah? Of course, yeah. Right? But maybe we'd have some American fare, too. Maybe a taco. Just a little bit of everything for everyone. Some really cool cocktails. Gotcha. Would your waiters be like zombies? Ooh, that would be fun, but it might be too much work. Like it might be too, it might be too much to ask of them. <laughs> they're, they're, they have to be performers as well. They're less than minimum wage employees <laughs> showing up for tips. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, but fun atmosphere encouraged. Maybe we could have a, like a drink titled like Open Wounds or Milky okay. Eye. The Milky Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or um, something having to do with a deer. I yeah, an opening like, deer. That was Anyhow. part of my cinematics. Okay, you heard it here first. Train to Busan restaurant. <laughs> yeah, in Summer's backyard. <laughs> in Summer's backyard, <laughs> which I don't have because I'm in an <laughs> apartment. Anyway, I'll take the train car and I'll turn it into a theme restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Come I, get I, the milky eye. That was not my winner, but that is now my winner because of my concept. <laughs> what is your winner? Okay, so one of them that I had was the Wii U that the dad gets her for her birthday. 
her second one. Her second Wii U. <laughs> she can keep the already used one. I'll take the one in box. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think it would be cool to go back and play one of those again. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then um, the baseball bats, the Louisville Sluggers that they were using. I mean, like I said, I played baseball for so long. So give me a good Louisville Slugger. I'll have a good time. I also had a bat. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes. Bonus if I could ever get my hands on any of these actors and have them sign it. There, there you go. I really loved, and this was almost fashion. Your fashion moment is the baseball jacket. Yes. I think yes. I'd rather take it home than have a fashion moment. So that's a prop I want to own. Okay. I can dig that. And last but not least, that was my winner until I decided the train car was my winner because I want a restaurant. Last but not least, um, what's our little girl's name again? Suyan. Suyan. Suan. Suan. Suan in her bedroom. She has some a drawing on her wall. Yeah. Of like of like little like you know a little children's drawing of people. I would take that. Some set decor to go with you know you my train car. Decorate the train <laughs> car. Put it art. on the wall of the train car. Yes. So <laughs> so yeah. So those are my props, but. You know, except for the baseball jacket and the train car, um, I didn't have anything else until this morning. I'm like, think, 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 think. I really probably like has the same thing. Jackets. I might look into trying to buy one of those. <laughs> I like them too. You might be able to have one custom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it says on the front, but. I'm sure it's just the name of some random school. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Epic line. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Okay, so. Thank God we chose the tub dub version. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) I have two. Two of them. Let me have them. What's your winner? Okay, so my, my winner comes from the truck driver in the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, after they spray his truck down and he talks about how they had to like put his pigs down. What's all this for? And don't tell me you're culling my hogs again. No, it's not hoof and mouth disease. Just a minor leak at a biotech plant. They should be fine. It's probably nothing. That's what you said last time. I swear, man, if I end up losing more pigs over this, I'll freak the hell out. <laughs> Look, I really think there's nothing to worry about. All right? Now go on, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Tiny leak my hairy friggin' ass. They're all a bunch of bullshitters. He says the line, Tiny leak my hairy ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that one was a gem. (laughs) What's your number two? I don't have this exact wording of this line, but it's when on the train car with all the baseball players, when she sits down next to who would eventually be the boyfriend and basically just tells him like, oh, yeah, like you're into me now. We're dating now. Didn't you know? Like, you should be thankful. <laughs> Look, it's Jen He. Hey. What are you doing here? Let's just say I'm your cheerleader. Are you serious? Didn't you hear? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sit with your me. Best. <laughs> what are you listening to? 
Can you sit somewhere else? Thanks. It's not even on. Yeah, so here's the deal, Romeo. If I tell you I like you, just say thank you and be nice. That's your fate. Except your fate! Except your fate! Except your fate! It was very, I was like, oh, okay. It was very direct. Mm hmm. Well, it's true, though, at the end. It is very true. It proves to be true. No, I managed to come up with five options. Okay. Not really overly fond of any of them. This isn't a super duper quotable movie. You had some good ones, which I obviously didn't like pay attention to that. But <laughs> I think my winner, my winner is going to go to uh okay, I'm going with comedy. Okay. After they escape certain death for like, I don't know, the fifth or tenth time. And our hero guy is talking to our husband guy and he's like why do you have such a tacky ringtone <laughs> yo dickhead must have felt good seeing your kid thanks to me huh must be nice you grateful or what why do you have such a tacky ringtone what the hell's wrong with my ringtone how how do i change it anyway <laughs> Isn't <that> funny <laughs> Don't laugh at me, you little rat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a good one. And I think Suan laughs at him in that moment, too. <laughs> That's kind of something I would say. And it's really funny because it is a moment these characters needed mm -hmm. in this intense crisis they've all been going through for I don't know how long, right? It lightened the mood in the car enough mm -hmm. to let them like go okay right and you know the husband and the father had had this tension already throughout mm -hmm. the film they had this you know they were not getting along they had a riff and then it ended up that was one of the turning points i feel like where it started to be yeah a little bit different with their relationship yeah the you know the first turning point probably when um when husband saves the daughter right right just in the nick of time and then hero guy saves the husband mm -hmm. and then pulling him on the train and so that was the beginning of the we're working together we might not really like each other and i don't agree with your morals but we're at least on the same page here yep so and hero guy got to see what um what it means to uh sacrifice uh absolutely in that first moment right then and there and mm -hmm. it wasn't even his kid and he put himself in jeopardy to save her so that's really when it changed for hero guy and you start to see his evolution more and more and i loved his evolution of character i did too it was good. yeah it was a very good uh development Okay, um, my runner-up, it's mm, at the end. It's at the end when here a guy is talking to his employee. Employees like this started at YS Biotech. Sir, this was started at YS Biotech. 
They were the centerpiece of our entire investment plan. Hey, Zog. This didn't have anything to do with us, right? We just... did what we were told to do. Is... is this my fault? No, it's... it's not your fault. Right, we did what we were told to do. Is this my fault? Yep. That wow. That last line and the way he says it, and like you can tell that he's just getting eaten up about this because he's he knows that his corporation had something to do with this. Do you think? Because this was the theory I had. Do you think he was actively infected and turning and these were his last moments? I think that's definitely a possibility, yes. He needed that closure before he right. changed. Either that I had that or he he was going to end his own life. Yeah, that too. And that, too. that was his last like mm -hmm. you know, reaching out for is this my fault moment, you know. Yeah. Cuz his if I'm not mistaken, the grandmother, the hero's mom, calls him and she turns on the phone. Yeah. With him. I love that moment also because that was almost in my epic lines, but I loved it because it's the moment you're hearing the personality shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she started saying some shit at the end of that. Yeah, she's she talking mm -hmm. shit. Ooh, girl. Hey, Mom. Are you still on your way? Yes, we're on route. Where are you? Why is it so loud? What's happening? Everyone's fighting. Are you and Suan? Oh, okay. Mom, why are you breathing like that? Are you hurt? Zakwu, my baby. Please take care of Suan. Mom, you okay? My dear, Suan, my love. I love her so much, but she only wants, she only wants her mom. That bitch. Mom? I'm telling you. And then so, Suan hits him with the, is granny okay? Uh, bitch, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that because it's a great way to move your plot forward, a subtle way to show you the evolution of our zombie in the early stages. And we're not even seeing it. We're just hearing mm. it. It's beautiful. Yeah. But I do have a number three, and I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna mash these two together just because I think they go together. It really is the dynamic in the beginning between daughter and father constantly being let down. Mm. We've all been there, whether it's a father figure, a partner, a friend, 
um, coworker, yep. whatever. The first part is you always say another time, but you're lying. I want to see mommy tomorrow. I told you, Suan. I can take you next week. Is that okay? Daddy, tomorrow. You always say another time, but you're lying. I don't want to waste your time. I can go alone. And the yeah. second part of this is in the car when father says you should have finished it no matter what. You know, I saw you sing at the school recital. You didn't finish. Is that right? Right. Why was that? You should have finished it. No matter what, you should always finish what you start. Quitting is worse than not doing it at all. Yeah, so those two, you finish what you start. You always see that you're lying. Those hit me hard. Yeah, that's that's impactful. There's a couple moments in this movie where Suan is just super blunt and honest with her dad. As kids like to be. Right. <laughs> but she says it in such a mature way all the time, too. Like when they are in the um when they had just gotten off the train and they thought they were going to be going to like the military and stuff. But at that point, the military had all already been taken on that first stop. And he tells her basically like, forget everybody else. We need to get out of here because they took that sidetrack. And she she hits him with the like, you're so selfish. You only care about yourself. Those those moments are like tough because you see him obviously he wants to take care of his daughter and he wants to make sure they're okay but you also see it from her perspective where she's seeing him as just this selfish guy who doesn't care about anybody but not about the greater good which is kind of what that culture fosters right. the greater good a lot That's of true. it but then human nature says take care of my me and my loved ones right those those lines that you pointed out where you always say another time but you're lying mm -hmm. yeah that stuff yeah i've said that to people in my life a lot and it's true uh, i also think those lines of the always finish what you start mm -hmm. um when he first says it in the car it kind of comes off as like he's kind of a, a douche you know <laughs> like he's like you don't quit he's criticizing his daughter when she was like you weren't there you didn't see like yeah. you were the reason she didn't finish right mm -hmm. but later it ends up you know being a important lesson that he taught her because that's the very same song that gets them saved she does finish the song and he finishes what he started him ultimately yeah yeah he finishes exactly. it we, you know we're done we're, we're we're finishing this right now this ends with me side story <laughs> it's, and it just hit me i on the uh, cr uh on a crowded train going from one job to another a few weeks ago, I was sitting next to a young, not, not child, but 20 something Korean woman, girl. I think she was having a fight with her boyfriend. Well, I don't know if it was a boyfriend or friend, business partner. Somebody had let her down again. Again. Okay. And he was he or she, it was a he, I think, was totally gaslighting her. 
and it was pissing me off. This was, was on he the, in the train as well. No, but it was on the phone, and I'm being a okay. nosy bitch. Okay, <laughs> it was crowded, and I just happened to accidentally see her phone screen because we're sitting like right, right now. Yeah, of course. And I see the message is that they're texting each other, and one read from him. I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. One read from her. You always say another time, but you're lying. Really? Mm -hmm. And one uh, might not say you always say that, but you're lying. Same premise. Say yeah, and I was like, and I was like, <laughs> and she's like, we're done. She's like, this is the last time, and I was like, oh damn, you witnessed like a whole thing, like a breakup. I, I witnessed. The whole thing so much i had to say something because then i don't know who called you because i wasn't paying that much attention this is just like a glance so i there was a whole thread of conversation that was happening on that phone <laughs> right, I did. Right. you know i wasn't trying to go what's going on over there <laughs> yeah you didn't see the beginning and middle of the movie you just got the end <laughs> and i didn't even see the end because it kept going and i was not trying to be nosy i this is just right. what i accidentally saw and so somebody called somebody i don't know who made the call and I'm only hearing her side and he's like, I'll be better next time. I'll be better next time. Clearly. Cause she's like, you're, you always do this. You're never better next time. How many times am I supposed to believe you? She said, don't you realize how important this is? And da, 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 da Right. And mm -hmm. she starts to cry. Oh, geez. And now <sighs> and you're like, Oh, geez. She's standing her ground and she knows what she's doing is right for her, you no matter how hard it is. Good and good honor for it, too. I know. But she was clearly so upset. And I so I don't know who hung up on who the call ended. I sit and then they continue to text. And oh, another text after that was, I don't know why you're being so emotional. Oh, geez. And I'm yeah, like, oh, I, hell no. I know who the villain of this movie is. I know. <laughs> that told me like like the the few pieces of that text i read combined with what i heard told me everything i needed to know yeah about what's going on i didn't know exactly what their relationship was but i sat there in silence for like i don't know five more minutes and i didn't really know what to do i was like do i mind my own business like a good american <laughs> <laughs> or do i say something like a good lady friend right <laughs> Because I've been in her position like so many times and so many times I gave in and went and then I was sorry for it later. Mm -hmm. And I just leaned over to her. I was like two stops away. I'm like, look, I don't know what exactly you're going through and what's no, I said, I don't know what exactly is going on and what someone's trying to put you through. That's a good way to put it. But you're doing the right thing. Did she, she appreciate that? She cried. Someone, <laughs> she, she's trying to like hide it. And I don't want to right. embarrass her or anything. Um, because you know, the culture is very proud. Yeah. And you know, she was she spoke good English, but she had an accent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, don't let anyone push you around and blah, 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 blah. And she just looks at me. She goes, Thank you. And that told me I did the right thing. For sure. And I well, said, don't, don't let anyone treat you badly when you know what you're doing is right, no matter how hard it is. I've been there. I know. 
and one day you're going to look back on the crazy lady on the train. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, you've been in that situation and you've Constantly. gone back all the time regretted it and whether maybe it's friends a person, job or a partner all yeah. three and maybe if you had that person who was like hey you're yeah. doing the right thing just so you know yeah and maybe I'm 40, you wouldn't have i'm 40 she was in her early 20s looked super young so from the 20 year older version of you <laughs> you're doing the right thing and i didn't even know what ethnicity she was till i saw this movie and she looked exactly like that teenager like, oh she really? Korean. She was Korean. <laughs> she was texting in English. I couldn't read. I know what Korean looks like. Right. I couldn't read it. So I mean, wouldn't it yeah, be wild if I, she listened to the podcast? Wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, and then like I, I also I closed this with. I hope I didn't overset boundaries. I just felt like I had to say something. Yeah, I think and moments like that show like. Yeah. I think we need that kind of thing where humans show each other like human yeah. emotion and show each other like we are humans. And I've been yeah. through that situation, too. We go through yeah. similar things. You're doing yeah. it right. Don't worry about it. I like I got yeah. you, even though we don't know each other. I said that I said, I said, you are a queen. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right, exactly. power, you know, exactly. I, yeah, but I didn't like what 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 he was trying to gaslight her. I, I didn't like it. I was. I was like, he's trying to tell her she's wrong and make her believe she's wrong. And she's going to believe she's wrong because mm -hmm. she's obviously he's done this before. And she's believed she's wrong many times and gone back. And he's disappointed her in some way every time. Manipulation. Uh -huh. It happens all the time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the sweetest part, which made me wish I had said something sooner was when I start to like put my backpack back on. She's like, you're leaving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. This is, my, this is my stop. But I'm, thinking I'm surprised they didn't ask you for like your phone number or something. I would have given it to her. Um, no? I, I would have given it to her. Oh, you would have given it I would have. I, I would have given her. I would. I mean, you know, girls got to stick together. I mean, that's a great way to make a friend. Yeah, I'm. I just felt so bad, I and mean, I was so like hesitant to say anything because we just mind our own business here. Yeah, right. Like and disassociate. I, that's not happening. Yeah, and I was like, is she going to get mad? Is she going to be embarrassed? Is she going to get more upset? Because I don't want to upset her anymore. Right. Um, and I just and I was, I was most worried as we are about making someone angry. Yeah, especially like, when they're in like a fragile emotional state. Is she going to get mad at me for butting in? Right. But I took the chance, and I'm glad I did. And I hope I made a difference. And it sounds like you did. I hope I made a difference in how she makes her decisions with whatever's happening, or maybe she would go back, and then this will happen again because it always does. And then she won't do it a hundred in one time. If she does go back and it happens again, the next time it happens, she's going to remember you. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's my that's my inspirational story of the day. They always Love say it. through <laughs> terrorism, they always say if you see something, say something. I saw something <laughs> right. and I said something. <laughs> I love it. Coaching in the moment. It's great. Coaching in the moment. And as a woman, as a girl, I felt like uh she needed a girl. Well, I hope the girl on the train is doing fabulously. Me too. I thought about her a lot since then. Honestly, yeah, she's probably thought about you a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I wondered. <laughs> I wondered. I wondered how things played out. But yeah, so, you know, moral of the story, if you see someone having a hard time and you're worried about 
overstepping your boundaries, maybe just don't worry and just do what you feel is in your heart. Yeah, dude, follow your heart and you know, we make live take different a lives, but we experience very similar things a lot of times. You might make a difference. You might make a difference for the good. So, you know, you really don't have anything to lose. That's what I got off. And I said, you know, that was as good for me as it was for her. Right. That, Selfishly. Yeah. Like, you're right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But the the dialogue in this, when I heard that, I flashed back to, to her text messages. And that yeah. moment. And yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, yeah. It's like, wow. Anyway, that's my that's my story of the month. This this happened, and I was like, "Yeah." Well, thanks for sharing that. I enjoyed yeah. that story. <laughs> you know? All right, mushy stuff over. Blood and guts. Blood Here and we guts. come. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I hope she's girl on the train on the red line in Chicago. If you're listening to this ever, thinking about you. We hope you're doing really well. We really do. So reach out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you but never it's, know. You it's never. It's the boyfriend know. who's listening. Yeah, fuck you, fuck this guy. <laughs> Don't there's reach so, out. There's so many boyfriends that are like this. They're all listening, and they're like, "Oh, is it me?" They're like, "Oh shit, that was." Are you talking about Tuesday? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is time to talk about our actors. But before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know, it's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. No! Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack! And another thing, how come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim, aim for, for the, the head. head. What? Aim, aim for, for the, the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for acting. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay. I didn't know a single damn person in this movie. <laughs> I did scroll through some of their credits, our leads. I, nope. I did as well. I didn't know any of them either. No, I was hoping but... maybe, maybe I don't know, someone would be like in the grudge or something. Or maybe some English films, you know, something would, would cross over. But no, they're all pretty much, you know, Korean films, which I, of course, haven't seen. But they were all very good. What is hard, what was hard for me in the really dissecting our acting in this one is the fact that I was watching it dubbed. So I'm not hearing right. their voices. When you hear our movies dubbed in German, it's laughable. Right. I wonder, 
their interpretation of this version. <laughs> how how did you think the dubbing was, by the way? It wasn't the worst I've ever heard. Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible either. At first, it, it threw me terrible. off a little bit, but I got used to it very quickly. It threw me off at first because I think it was like just not our main characters and stuff. And yeah. But when we got into the main characters, it didn't throw me off. But, when I got into the story, I was fine. That's the right. Thing. The first time I ever watched this film, I watched it subbed, not dubbed. Oh, so you watched the Korean version? Yeah. And uh, this time we watched it dubbed. So this was the first time I had ever seen it dubbed. Mm. But I do enjoy, I do think that these actors put in a good performance, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought Suan was a very good child actor. I, thought I she... loved it because it looked like... And her she... actual name is... Uh, Kim Suan. Yeah, I just read that too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I I loved her because she acted like a child instead mm -hmm. of a child who has memorized lines and dialogue that an adult wrote for her. I agree. I thought the same thing. You believed that she was this child feeling these emotions. You know, she portrayed the emotions as a child would, not as somebody like a trained actor, like you said, was taught to portray these emotions in this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was very natural, and I, I love that. And kid actors are hard. Kid yeah. actors, it can go either way. It's uh, it's rough. It can be rough. Yeah. Um, speaking of kid actors, you should watch The Circuit. It's Australian. Okay. It's Is new. It's an indie film from Australia. I just hosted an interview with the director david willing i watched that interview thank you <laughs> uh, then you saw what i saw about the kid actors the kids mm -hmm. were, there were so many kids in it he's like gosh i don't know what i was thinking casting three nine-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> but they all delivered a stellar performance and emotional performance and i cried a little so if you want to see some good child acting in an indie film go watch surrogate from 2022 from australia there's so many other where do i watch out. that tubi tubi okay uh, there's so many other films called surrogate out there or a similar title make sure it's 2022 in australian got you <laughs> okay do you have any other notes on actors um just an interesting thing that i found out the head baseball guy mm -hmm. is a canadian actor really who, yeah who came over to korea and did, uh, did these parts. Yeah. I was surprised to figure that out. Wow. The more you know. I'm telling you. Hmm. I loved, I also really, really loved the, our couple, our pregnant lady and the husband. The husband was a badass. Such a badass. Uh, and you know what? You start off not liking him. Mm-hmm. You start off not liking him. You you see this dynamic with his lady and she's taking jabs at him, too, indicating that maybe he's not such a good person himself either a little bit. But, you know, she still loves him, of course. And they're together and they're going to have a baby. But um, you warm up to him. You start to see a softer side, kind of like you start to see the dad's softer side as well. Definitely. And then when he when he has his heroic death moment and oh. he's like, oh, the name oh. of our baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> For real. 
There's so many different moments. (laughs) (laughs) And now you know when that baby grows up, she's going to be like, your daddy gave you your name. Before he got eaten alive by zombies. Before he got eaten by the zombies. (laughs) Now, I want to ask you, since you saw this in Korean for the first time, did you have a different emotional reaction than you did seeing it in American? It was a stronger emotional reaction seeing it in Korean. I was wondering. Um, Obviously, it's very emotional. No matter how you watch it, it's a very emotional Mm -hmm. story. But um, yeah, in Korean, it hit me like when we watched it in Korean, my my eyes actually watered up. They did not in the dubbed version. And maybe that's because I knew what was coming. But I really don't cry on when I watch movies at all. Mm. But the Korean version did made me at least uh, get some water in my eyes. <laughs> I, I cry all the time when watching sad things. Do you? Um, what else did I have for actors? I love the couple. As I said, I loved how they looked at each other. They had this connection. They had a bickering, the fights, but I loved it. I love the lady of the couple and mm. how fucking smart she is. Go you in the beginning <laughs> when they're like the attack on site. So the beginning, like, yeah, yeah, and she, yeah, yeah. Let's cover ahead, these bitches up. <laughs> She's like pouring water on the windows and putting the newspaper up and shit. Yeah, let, let's just cover this up for a second and see what happens. And guess what? They subsided. Brilliant. The way okay. that the movie starts with that outbreak, you would think this was going to be a short film, though. That shit happens fast. That first outbreak on the train and where they're all piling up on each other and stuff. You would think this movie's going to be over in 15 minutes. I'm going to be dead. (laughs) I'm glad they continued the momentum instead of having that initial scene and then it dies down for the next hour. It it takes off Mm -hmm. like a train. (laughs) Let's see here. Ooh, our villain. We have to talk about our villain. Our our main, main male villain. I I loved him in his performance because in his acting because what he portrayed was how can i put this he's acting like an asshole (laughs) but he's only doing it out of fear when you look in his eyes you see that he is scared like everyone else on that train and this is just how he is reacting in the moment to the fear everyone else is reacting differently Mm-hmm. So I and love that about him. The w- things that he like says and does, obviously he says it in a very asshole way. Mm-hmm. But if you look at things from his perspective, sometimes like you know, like we said earlier, it's all about perspective. Like nobody's a hundred percent right, and nobody's one hundred percent wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. There's wrong. some validity in the things that he says. Completely. He really wasn't. I mean, none of them were. They are all just doing what they felt is right and what they needed to do to survive. And unfortunately, that made him to be a villain and an asshole. But again, when you see his eyes and you just see fear and panic instead of, I'm just a jerk. That's He did portray it super well in his eyes. That's when you warmed up. That's when I warmed up to him, at least, and realized that he's not like a bad guy. He's just dealing with shit right now. (laughs) He did throw baseball boy's girlfriend in front of a zombie, though. It's so rude. So if I, 
If I had that Louisville slugger, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets his in the end. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that last scene when he's crying for his mommy. Oh, I know. I always, I also thought that scene um, was interesting compared to the scene where the dad is changing. Yes. Because of the different experiences that they both go through. The dad's transformation is a very, like, he's smiling through the transformation even. So it's a very, like, happy, euphoric type sensation for him. Uh, the villain's transformation was very full of fear. Yes. You know, like you said, he was full of fear the whole time. Yeah. Again, crying for his mama. Like mm -hmm. he's three again. Yep. I loved, I loved his moment, villain's moment, when they find him on the train. Yep. And you turn around and his eyes are milky already, but he's not quite. He's changed. not completely gone yet. No, nope, nope. He had a slow change. Some of them changed immediately. He was more slow and developed. And. They're like, you're infected, you're infected. And he just looks down at his hand. He's like, oh, God, mm -hmm. you're right. Fuck. Wouldn't that be a weird time to like a weird moment of realization of that you are infected and you're yeah. about to change and there's nothing you can do about it? Right. Heavy. This movie's heavy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this good. It's good. Okay. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> I I stand corrected. I said I didn't hate it. I really like it. <laughs> the more I discuss it, oh my god. I'm not a huge zombie guy either. So, but this is my favorite zombie film with a huge shout out to 28 Days Later as the runner up. I didn't even like that one really. <laughs> didn't like Oh, it. and The Crazies. I like that one a lot too. Uh fine and i gotta watch it again i wasn't into it the first time i saw it but i only saw it once right and i hadn't seen the original at the time i saw the remake and then i saw the original and i'm like mm, but i think made. train to busan because it's like it's a zombie movie but it's really not about it's the a human movie it's a human movie exactly. it's a movie about the human experience and how you deal with crisis exactly and i think that's what makes it so good it, 100 100 percent facts you know and again our performers were great i will have to watch this in korean now that i know what happens i don't really have to read the subtitles yeah i highly recommend watching it in korean yeah i'm going to watch it in korean and i don't won't really worry about the dialogue as much because now i know the dialogue and i'm just going to watch them and hear their words and their language mm -hmm. and i'm sure it will hit different too then Okay, moving on. Cinematography. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. I talked about it already. I think one of my favorite cinematic moments is our sisters seeing the zombie and then uh, her chaos behind her as well. So I just love that, that scene so much. Yep. I wrote down about perspectives with the camera angles that they use mm -hmm. um for example when they're in when they're trying to fight their way through the train cars to get to the other side and they're hiding underneath those train seats or like behind the train seats and there's a zombie raid right in the aisle and there you're basically seeing through their eyes and you can it really builds up the tension of how close they are to just being seen by these zombies mm -hmm. and then i think the homeless guy steps on the orange fanta can or something like that and then it's on, it's on like Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> then there was this overhead shot. You remember the scene where they're crawling on the, like where you put your luggage on the train mm -hmm. and they're all ca crawling across the shot from above overhead where you, you're seeing all them crawl across and it's going through and you're seeing all of the zombies that are underneath in this train. Mm -hmm. I really, really liked that shot because it's also dark in there because they're going through the tunnel at the time. It's very uh, atmospheric, I felt like, and it puts everything into perspective for you. Thinking about crawling along those things, like, for one, I doubt it would even hold everybody like that. I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. know. Luggage, it's a luggage rack. It's I guess it holds pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't use them much. <laughs> I, I loved, I really loved our chaotic outbreak when they get to the station where the military was and they were already changed. And I loved that whole fight scene. The stairs, the escalator. Down the stairs. Yes, and then they yes. see. Uh, mm -hmm. uh -oh. Run! That whole, yeah. that like you said, that whole scene and where they're getting chased by him and they have the doors that they have to lock. The sliding glass doors and they're glass so they can see him. Yeah, and <laughs> I always thought that's, I, I did think that scene was kind of funny too, though, because they finally get it locked and then they break through the glass like three seconds later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved the scene. Yeah, I love the scene also. Like you said, they break through through the glass, but they're they're upstairs and they're all just falling. Yeah. Like, like little falling, like slamming onto the train and stuff. So many bodies, so many bodies just falling down. I enjoyed the scene of the train crash. Uh huh. Where. They have that slow motion shot kind of where the train goes in the air and like the zombies are all flying around in the train and it rolls over and creates this kind of like little tunnel that they get trapped in. That was crazy. And then they have like all of the zombies pushed against the one window of the train. Yes. Ooh, crazy. And that's that's the uh, homeless guy's heroic moment, actually. Lots of human sacrifice in this movie. Just sacrificing yourself for the greater good. It's true. Yeah, that that train crash. Can we talk about that crash? Okay. I mean, yeah. when I saw that train coming barreling down the tracks, I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> no way. What? Oh my god. Part of me thought that that was, um, that was a part of me thought that that was a a trap, a plan by the military to knock out as many of these zombies as they possibly could. Honestly, it could have been like blocking everything off. Yeah, I could see that. That train crash is wild, though. It's so wild. And as you said, the scene inside when the bodies are just like very Matrix-like. Yeah, a lot, like floating in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird like slow motion perspective in my brain. The train's like barrel rolling. Yeah, that's what happens to a train when it's going too fast and it's going to derail. Oh my God. Yeah. And it smashes into the other trains. Yeah, that was wild. I uh, That blew me away when I saw that. I said, nah, -uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is not good at then all. Um, that other scene where I had this thought where I was like, how helpless would you feel in this situation? So they still, it was still kind of early where they were trying to figure out exactly how far this outbreak was reaching and things like that, mm -hmm. where they were, the town that they were going to make their first stop in when they first get to that town. Mm -hmm. And they have that shot of basically perspective on the out or on the inside of the train, looking out the window and all of those people come up and start like 
banging on the train like let me in let me in and oh. then they just get slaughtered and then there's all these zombies right on the outside how would you feel in that moment like you just left inside the train or about inside, inside the train you just left this is your first stop that you're supposed to make your first scheduled stop you know something's going on but you don't know how far it reaches or how crazy it is out in other places and the first stop you make that's what you see I would be horrified. <laughs> and honestly, first instinct, wonder what kind of drugs they're on. <laughs> right? Because at that point, you don't really know what's going on. Like, you on bath salts? <laughs> because, you know, you eat people on bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> at um, that point, do you think your safest place is on the train? Yeah. And then you're wondering, like, when do I ever get off the train? Um. You know what I mean? I also, because because I'm a person that rides the train every day, right? Right. I think I would also have thought, because this, this occurs to me a lot, um, if our conductor has a medical emergency, mm. we're all dead. Then we're done, right? We're going to derail. And this happened. It's rare, but it is how he's alone in that booth. Right. Which probably isn't great protocol. No, he, if he has a heart attack. <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do? Have two people to staff something that normally is one? You, human body fails you. I would assume, I would wonder actually I would wonder if um we have a driver, if our driver is in there still or if he abandoned ship. That is a great thing. I never even thought about that scene. Or if he, God, if he's a zombie. Speaking of the conductor in this movie, he really does his best for these people. He does. Even even comes over the thing and he's like, listen, I'm going to this train. We're stopping <laughs> here. Yeah, right. Like, good on him. I really loved his phrase. If you are human. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Nobody else can come. <laughs> No, he was oh, he was a public servant mm -hmm. uh, through clearly, and through, especially in a job like that, where your job is to get pe transport people from one destination to the other safely. Mm -hmm. That type of person in that job. I know because Henry was in transportation, your your main thoughts are transport of human cargo. Right. Hundreds of people. Safely safely yep. and he embodied that through and through he so, did yeah i would uh, i would be feel like i was safer on the train for the time being i might go and lock myself in the bathroom until we get to busan honestly like i might just like <laughs> hole up in there right away from right. everybody probably not I a hope bad no idea. one finds me but again cornering yourself in a corner is not the best protocol for a bad idea, good either. idea either yep that's that's what i thought what about you what would your thoughts be I don't even know at that point. I it's would a, be wondering if, if the one. whole world was like that. Yeah. Because like you are expecting it not to be that bad anyways, or at least, you know, you wouldn't think it was. It's isolated, right? It's got to be just time, here. Right. At this point in time, too, they've only been on the train for a matter of like an hour, mm -hmm. hour and a half, right? It's only it hasn't been that much time for them since they've realized that something is going on. Mm -hmm. 
So then you find out the extent of what's going on, kind of. You still don't even know how far outreaching it is, but you at least know that this is a way bigger problem than you initially thought it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I kind of like COVID. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like the progression of the first few weeks of COVID. Um, when I watched Train to Busan for the first time, it was right after we locked down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good lockdown movie, man. Yeah, movies for sure. like this became very popular in March of 2020. They did. I have one more random question for you. So I do this, and I want to know if I'm just a weirdo or if other people do this. So say you're a weirdo, but <laughs> you might not be wrong either. Got you. <laughs> so because of this movie and other movies that are similar to this, when I'm in like public, let's say I'm in a restaurant or a train per se, mm -hmm. or anything like that, where you're in a situation with a bunch of people that you do not know. Mm -hmm. I'll look around the room and I'll think to myself, if the outbreak happened right this second, this is my zombie apocalypse team. How are we going to do? Are we going to make it right? <laughs> um, I can say that you are not weird because a lot of people think this. I am not one of them. But I heard this question from a lot of people. Really? So, yeah. So, it's super common. I'm just not one of them. I am not a fighter. I would be, I'm fairly confident I would be one of the first to perish. Oh, so I don't so, want you on my zombie apocalypse No, team. no, <laughs> no one wants me on a zombie apocalypse. Trust me on this one. And my, my will to live, honestly, is, is not that great. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like, you know what? Things are looking kind of bleak. <laughs> it would be a fitting end to a life I'm not so thrilled about anyway. I'm not a fighter on i might be in a crisis so that might come out really but when i see i like my creature comforts i enjoy that part about life mm -hmm. when i see these apocalypse movies and everything is gone and changed i'm like i think i'd rather be dead <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like i don't want to live like that i'm i'm good um take me i do not want to be a zombie though so if i could die and not be one of those it would be swell right it's like like in the walking dead you turn no matter what Train to Busan, theoretically you wouldn't well yeah i guess if you're ripped apart you wouldn't well i mean if you like offed yourself you got off yourself before the virus hits you however right. i'm also a pussy and i don't think <laughs> i would have the courage to off myself that's uh, the thing right you're like oh fuck I think I would just succumb to zombie zombie people and hope they rip me apart and instead of turning me. I'm like, I feel like I'd be one of those people who's like, fuck, it would probably be better to not be around for this. But at the same time, I'm so like, I'll be the one to survive. <laughs> like, cool. It's going to be, I'm going to survive this and tell the story of it. I have, I have like a 0.001% belief that I will be your final girl. <laughs> I don't listen. Would I survive? Nah, probably nah. not. Nah, but do I think I would? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and confidence yeah. is half the battle. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? There's zombies, though. Anything can happen. I have as good a chance as any of them, right? Sure. All you yeah. need is a little luck. I got. True. I got a fair amount of that. I don't want to live live a life like that. That's just all I'm saying. I'm not suicidal, guys. I promise. It's just I don't want to have that world. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I go there. I go dark. Okay. We just don't want to live in a zombie apocalypse. That's all. I prefer not. So what? <laughs> Special effects. Doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. Special uh, effects. Okay, there was kind of a little bit too much CGI for my liking, but there were some really stellar practical effects too. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. The CGI, there's definitely a, a fair amount of CGI. Yeah. I didn't think it was like god-awful CGI though. It was not terrible. For the budget that this movie had, they made it on like 8.5 mil and... This movie ended up making $98.5 million. Was so that worldwide I, or in the country? I thought that was in Korea, but okay. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, the CGI was not terrible, but it was noticeable. That's the thing. You could it tell was. it was CGI, and that's where it pulls me out. That's really my only complaint on effects. I really enjoyed our zombie deer. That was a really cool too. way to open your movie. Uh, the train crash we already talked about. The zombie milky eye. It's mm -hmm. awesome. I love that aspect of our turning. It's and so the cool. veins, too. Oh, the veins. Yeah, I love a good vein. I do, too. <laughs> All the open wounds, of course. Those practical effects on the open wounds are oozy and disgusting and awesome. Um, oh, last but not least. <laughs> that crazy zombie <laughs> contortion. I was about to bring that up, too. I didn't know if that was, like, special effects or whatnot, but... I was going to bring that up, too, because it's pretty impressive the way that some of these zombies, when they're on the ground mm -hmm. and the way that they stand up, where they just like turn their whole leg around and like step up wild. Now, especially loved like when they do the twisting of the the middle of your body, you know, mm -hmm. I'm describing it poorly, but if you could see me, you'd see it. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. Do you suppose a lot of this was CGI or a lot of this was they just hired contortionists because it looked real? I think I read something about them hiring contortionists. See, it looked real and good on them because mm -hmm. it was beautiful. And yeah, that was, was my that was my first effect note that I yeah. wrote was their contortions was like, whoa. It's yeah. one of the things that I love about these zombies. Cause you know, yeah. zombies are different in every movie. Yeah. You know, that's what I like. One of the things I love about these zombies. Either they're slower lumbering or they're running after you, but these guys aren't just running. They're twisting in the weird ways your body shouldn't do. And it's awesome. Yeah. They're getting to you any way they can. Slithering, running, twisting, <laughs> all fours. It doesn't matter. Oh, crawling. Amazing. I love contortionists. It's my favorite part of any circus act. It's my favorite part of any sideshow attraction. I, it is an ability I admire and I know you're born with because of your joints, but I think it's fascinating. It is. It's wild. It's beautiful. Do you have any other effects notes? Um, I don't believe I do. Great. Okay, music. Music is my life. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was done really well. It, it really made you feel exactly what you were supposed to feel in every scene, in every different scenario and moment. Some of it was very dramatic doom music when they're attacking. Some tension of it building. Tension building. Some of it was like an action film, right? How about the music when 
uh, the dad is tra- er, um, changing. Yeah. It's, it'll wrench on your hearts. It was beautiful. Uh, you know, disclaimer, I wasn't physically watching that scene. I had to rewind it because there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. I was walking um, and my phone was, it was, was playing on my phone. My phone was in my pocket. It was cold. It's 13 degrees here yesterday. So my phone and my hands were in my pocket and no, I'm I hearing a score you. and I'm like, and I'm just hearing score. Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? And so then I rewound it and I looked at it, but when I was listening to just the score, that song is titled Goodbye World, by the way. Oh, okay. See? That piano score was so pretty. I heard it and I was like, this is like a ballet. Mm -hmm. Someone could very easily do a ballet to this. It was so pretty. That's going on my horror playlist, by the way. It, I just, I loved it so so much i love a good piano score i do i do too and oh man i play piano so i oh, appreciate you do? i do okay. so i appreciate a good piano score i love the piano it's one of my favorite instruments to listen to and it was just great it, you know it reminded me and not in style but in the way it made me feel philip glass philip and glass he did he composed candy man oh okay yes and he composed a lot of movies, but it reminded me a little bit of his Candyman score in the simpleness and elegance of it all. Mm-hmm. So just the the opening of the Candyman score with the piano before the choral voices come in had elements of this. That's school. high praise, too, from you, because oh, isn't yeah. that your favorite film? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. And the score is honestly one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite films. It, the score is one of my favorite scores ever yeah and this really reminded me a little bit of that and just in the in the emotion it evoked by the music alone Mm -hmm. without seeing what was going on the first time i only heard it and it made me feel like Candyman makes me feel that's my music what about you anything else to add on music um not really that was all i really had on that okay then aging This movie is pretty new. It's less than 10 years old. How well do you think this is going to age in the future? I think it'll age well. I do too. I do too because if anything is going to age it, it's our phones and our CGI, of course. Right. But maybe the fact this is a foreign film might help it. Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole world over there that looks completely different than ours. And we know this. Right. Whereas we know what America looked like in the 80s. We know what America looked like 10 years ago. So I think that's right. going to help it too in this aging. And I mean, I think people will always take trains and stuff like that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So you'll always be able to kind of be able to put yourself in that perspective of these people when you watch this film. Most people I have will. at least been on a, been on a train. You know, we don't have trains where I'm from, but I've been on a train. (laughs) Trains are a lot more common overseas, just in your daily life. Mm -hmm. Right. Getting from one city to another. We we went from London to Paris on a train. And that's just what people do. Crazy. I would love to do that. It was a cozy ride. It was it was a posh, cozy ride. And I couldn't believe this was a $30 ticket. It was so nice. $30. It took all of two and a half hours. That's awesome. Can you imagine? Okay, so the train, I don't know if you know the geography of it. The train from London to Paris goes 
underground underwater. Oh like, yeah. Um right? yeah, I've actually been I didn't know that about that train, but I've been yeah. on a train that did that from New Jersey to New York. What if this happened on one of those? <laughs> Could you imagine? You fuck the train like the train stops working. And the, yeah, you oh you're, you're done. done. Everyone you're done. done. <laughs> Everybody's done. Nope. 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 So done. So yeah. Okay. Woo. <laughs> I just got scared all over again. <laughs> Twist. Careful. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. Okay. You know what I wrote? What did you write? Okay. What an unhappy ending. Even though they might probably get saved unless someone who's trigger happy decides that they are possibly infected and kills them, which is a possibility in this situation. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Yes. <laughs> I, this is exactly what I wrote. But her song saves them? Question mark. But for what? Question mark. How much is it worth sticking around for? <laughs> How, much worth? How much is there to stick around for? Really? Not a ton. Well, we don't know who's alive exactly. in other places, but in yeah. their lives, everybody is dead. That's when you got to immigrate to another country. Start new. There's and at that left. point, like if you were that pregnant mom, would you you would like adopt Suan, right? Oh, yeah. You have to. Oh, yeah. Also, she had she already had a maternal instinct in her and was already taking care of her and caring for her emotionally and physically. Right. So she definitely would have. Me, I'm kind of a bitch. I'm not sure. I probably would because it's the right thing to do. But I also really don't like children ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I so I am not like a child guy where I am. I don't think I take care of kids very well. <laughs> like, I'm just not that a dad type, I guess. You're the cool uncle. Yeah, I'm the cool uncle. Some full for of sugar sure. and sends them home. Exactly. And then I'm like, have a good one, Tyke. So <laughs> have fun with that, parents. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> exactly. I get them all riled up. But then uh, I just don't know what to, what to say when I'm with. I'm like, did you do your taxes this year? So I don't. But. <laughs> So, right. um, but in that situation, you have to, right? You have to adopt Suan. You kind of have to. There's no one left also. You've already been through this bonding experience. Honestly, like, okay, so let's say in, a, in the re real world where there's not a zombie apocalypse, she is orphaned. Right. She goes into the system. Yep. That's just what happens. Yep. There's no system. No. We all, Anymore. That's not a, not a good system. There is no system. There, there is no system, right? Everyone is gone. So, I mean, you're going to unofficially. Go to. There's nothing to go to. There's no one to go to. There's no one else to care for you. There's also this trauma bonding that you've all, both experienced. Yeah. At this point in time, you're the only person in this world that that can trust. That knows everything. And you will understand each other which is mm -hmm. a special kind of bonding. And, you know, they wouldn't even have to officially adopt because there's no one around to officiate. <laughs> <laughs> you get to cut through all That's that true. red tape now. That's Look true. at that. You're like, boom, now you're, you're adopted. Now you're mine. Although I, I, the military would probably try to do something like try to separate them or something. They would. They really would. Oh, oh, God. They would separate them for breeding. Yeah, something like that. 
that's why you got to leave. That's why you got to get find a way to get out of the country and start over anywhere. You know, else. there is a sequel to this film. I heard about and that. It's directed by the same director and written by the same. If I'm not mistaken, the director also helped write the film. Okay. Um, but from what I hear, it's not quite as good as Train to Busan is. But the whole uh thing about it is like they say in the beginning of the movie like yeah busan ended up falling basically mm -hmm. it, it kind of like takes the whole everything that happened in the first movie and makes yeah. it like it was all for nothing yeah <laughs> you know that's what i mean kind of how i feel about that's that's even though they allude to a happy ending that's how i felt that this would eventually turn out in, in the end it just takes one it just takes one infected yeah. person to wipe out that whole military and then you're all fucked right that's it so mm, yeah it's like mm, are, we, are we going to be doing like a 28 weeks later 28 days later this is the days one i'm thinking of yeah 28 days later where right. you, they have them chained up <laughs> like dogs in the yard I remember, yeah how long in those situations how long do you have like if you do get chained up how long are you chained up you know what i mean and before they're convinced that you're not infected and Crazy. And if you're a zombie chained up, how how long is your lifespan without food, without sustenance? Can you starve to death? Right. Oh, they like, seem pretty. Do you hungry. just get more and more and more malnourished? Right. I don't know. These are and the, the Walking Dead. Don't they? They life, have huh? something in the Walking Dead that's something like that. There's a a scene in that that's similar to what we're talking about. Do you have anything you want to add? What could be a twist is that possibly what they did in the stock market had something to do with oh yeah this whole thing corporate greed man mm -mm. the root of all evil pacing what are you waiting for huh what are you waiting for i have a very short attention span for long movies this is like a two hour long movie and i didn't mind yeah okay. i also have a short attention span for long movies like uh, for example, The Shining. I love The Shining, but it takes me like three nights to watch The Shining because I watch it in increments. But um, I didn't think... I can sit through this movie, no problem. It's very... I think it's very fast-paced. Like I said, the outbreak happens so quick. Everything is like, boom, boom, boom. Then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're always getting faced with new challenges and new situations that they need to overcome. Mm-hmm. So it just, I think the pacing is good. It feels like it's always moving forward and going towards something. You know, you always have a goal to accomplish. Well, yeah, they're going towards Busan. Duh. <laughs> no, but the character development, mm -hmm. they are constantly changing. As and, you would in this situation, though, yeah, right? Yeah, and developing, except for, you know, scared villain guy. He's kind of an asshole the entire time. And he may, and he even change. He gets worse, right? He changes mm -hmm. for the worse and gets more, you know, more self-protective and greedy for himself as opposed to everyone else. But that's what helps the pacing is right. you're invested in the people. Yep. And absolutely, what they're going to do with each other or and themselves. And there's a lot of people to be invested in. I feel like you can. Everybody can have a different favorite character in this movie because they all have different, they all develop so well. Who's your favorite character? 
I went back and forth on this for a while. So I really like the husband. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good character. I think he developed really well as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I also liked the baseball guy because he had a lot of moments where it was like you learned about his character without him saying much, you know, like, for example, when they came into the um, train car with all of his teammates and all of his teammates were zombies Mm -hmm. and they're fighting their way through these train cars to get to the safe one. And he freezes up Yeah, and he can't, even though all of his teammates are zombies and attacking, he can't hit any of them. And they end up making it through that situation or whatever. But I think you learn a lot about his character without him even having to say much. And I liked that about him. Good point. Good point. I mean, my, you know, it's the cheat answer, but I love the dad. It's the I do too. whole focal point of the movie. It's the entire point <laughs> of the movie from beginning to almost end. It's his journey. But. I really love the sisters a lot. Hey, I'm going to go with the sisters and their, as you said, connection and relationship and bonding and love for each other and love for humanity. And you know, and Suan gives up her seat. And such a sweet kid and she gives her a piece of candy. Yes. Dad's like, you don't have to be nice all the time. And she's like, but I was thinking of grandma and her niece. Mm-hmm. And that's, it hits you right in a spot, doesn't it? Like yep. those are the type of lines I'm, when I'm talking about Suan, where it's like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those sisters and their relationship with each other and their ultimate demise were amazing. So good. So good. So you picked a good movie. We've been talking for two hours, and I'll tell you what, I didn't think this episode was going to last even one hour because I didn't think I had much to say. Surprise. Once I you do. start getting into it, there's so many layers to it. It's like, damn. I'm so glad that I'm getting into this with you because this is you're 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 bringing up some really good points. Scary. <laughs> if you listen to the show, one of my biggest fears is being stranded somewhere with no help coming. Check. Mm-hmm. Check. Disease. Check. Check. <laughs> Apocalypse. Check. We're just going down the list. <laughs> Terrifying. I always say, I said it in the episode we recorded with Tori just yesterday, that we recorded an episode on the 1987 movie, The Curse, which is about, have you seen it? I have not. Okay. It has Will Wheaton in it, and it is about a corporate greed. <laughs> this is a theme for January. Oh, here we go. It's a great time post-Christmas to talk about. But, you know, there's a virus situation that contaminates their water, which contaminates their food because they're farmers. And yep. they, like, mutate into these oozing, pussing things over time and changes their personality anyway. And, yeah, so that brought up the conversation of scary um, outbreak movies. She said outbreak, loves outbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Contagion has always been the scariest movie in the world to me. Always. And it's not a horror movie. 
Right. <laughs> it's not a horror movie, but it's the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life because I'm like, this can happen. And I was going it, to say it's like a real situation, right? And it did. Yeah. And I remember when it came out, it came out around the time of like uh, bird flu or something, swine flu, one of those weird H1N1, one of those weird oh, flu. Yeah, the hiney. And this is the situation where it spread because it was a slow spreader and it took several days to even realize you were sick, like COVID. And yep. it took several days then for you to die. So she got on a plane from another country and went to her country and spread it to the people on the plane and they all went to their for and that's how it spread. Those stories are frightening um they really are yeah so when people say what horror movie scares you and i said none of them except there was this one non-horror movie called contagion <laughs> that i cannot watch ever again not because it's a, a bad movie because it is a great movie <laughs> and i <laughs> i saw it once i rented it and i've never seen it again and You're i don't like, ever okay. want to see it again i've had enough of that idea <laughs> ever and then COVID <laughs> happens and i'm like yep you're like now i'm living it exactly now we all live in it this movie is, is horrifying and i don't say that about horror movies very often mm -hmm. so good job guys <laughs> great job i thought it was scary in the sense of like this is scary in a way that like if you just think about it mm -hmm. like you know what i mean it's not scary and like you sit down and watch it and like it's not there's no jump scares there's no like scenes where you're like oh that was terrifying i mean super scary i mean there is but jump scares don't really get me because no me either. i mean they get me in the moment maybe <gasps> for two right. seconds it's it's low-hanging fruit right it's a it's a plot it's a cheap cheap trick cheap right trick. and i almost think that that's this is the better way to be scary is like oh, the psychological is. way to be scary you know you sit down and you think about like we said the whole time what this movie is about you think about what would i do in this situation mm -hmm. What what would my emotional reaction be? Those kind of things are scary when you put yourself in the shoes of these people on this train. Even more frightening, what would the people around me's emotional reaction be? That's really scary. That's really scary. Even more frightening after that, what would my husband, sister, right, people who are closest to me emotional reaction be? Would they or how am I gonna protect my child? Would these people be in my corner and protect me or would they run right because that is that is the natural reaction response to fight or flight right? is is get the fuck out go mm -hmm. would you be left alone because i'm that fucking conductor man i mean till the <laughs> end till the and, end and that fucker i mean mm -mm, mm -mm. well speaking of left alone like suan wanted to take this trip by herself initially i was thinking that imagine could you imagine if the dad didn't go with her Mm -hmm. she did <laughs> yeah she gone <laughs> she gone she gone quick this movie is so scary <laughs> god there were some good there were and there were some jump scares in it too to help you out if you you know had doubts but oh this was so well done the tension oh. and release in this movies and it made you feel everything every emotion it yeah a very wide range of emotions anger oh. sadness excitement fear which happiness. is another nod to the actors in this relief it's not easy to portray no. all those emotions no and the writing and the writing and the editing <laughs> editing will make or break a movie yeah it was all perfect in my opinion i mean yeah you say this is your favorite zombie movie 
I think this is like definitely the best one that I've ever seen. And I don't seek them out, but I've seen a lot of them. I don't know. I'm torn this, but then it's origin of all zombie movies. Right. Night of the Living Dead did a lot of amazing things for horror, for zombies, and for public relations in general. I like George Romero a lot. So I don't think you can ever go wrong with his films. You know, like I said, I like the crazies a lot. It's one of my favorite ones. I got to revisit. Admittedly, I got to revisit. I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I only saw it that one time, both of them that one time. So I do need to, to take a look, see at that again. Because I didn't remember like hating it, I just wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I maybe I can go back to it and and like it more. But um, Night of the Living Dead, I mean, everything that did for horror, zombies, um, racism, yeah, all of it. So, I mean, that might that probably has to be my favorite just because of what it did. But this movie is quite a movie. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay, we've we've peppered this all throughout the show, but uh story. Tell us the story. What story? Yours. Story, story, story. If There's so to... many different stories almost. I know if I was to rate the story on one to ten, I'd give it an eleven. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also put ten out of ten. Because that's what this movie is. That's it's all the story. Like we said, this is a movie about humans, not about zombies. It's so good. It's a movie about humans and sickness. Like, mm-hmm. take the zombie aspect out and turn it into a plague. And love and sadness and uh, yeah. corporate greed versus humanity. Yeah. The good of the whole versus the good of the one. Selfish versus selfless. And oh God, the connection that humans achieve through a shared struggle and experience and in crisis absolutely and they portray that so well in this film all of it Mm -hmm. all of it down to the very end down to that sniper scene yeah because he has the he has the order excuse me he has the order to pull the trigger and he doesn't and he hesitates and that's when they start hearing the song he doesn't yet um, if this were America, some trigger happy person would pull the trigger before they got the order. That too. <laughs> that too. I'm but you know you. they're military, so they might wait till they get the order. But as soon as they get right. that okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. So, which, like we said, it's all about perspective. You could make the argument that that might be the way to go. And also, military are human peoples, and everybody reacts differently, and sometimes. You just, you don't do what you're told. Yep. There's always a human element, right? And even if you don't know these people, especially in a traumatic situation where like the world is going under, basically, like they were in, even if you don't know these people, it's like you feel for them. You know that there's a chance that these two, especially because it's a kid, you know what I mean? You know that these two might still be alive and they might not be infected, so... Because all they, all he's seeing is a silhouette. This this movie is so good because of its story. Mm-hmm. I agree. Overall movie rating. I give it a ten. I love Train to Busan. 
<laughs> I'm giving it a seven. I love it. Which is high praise from me. I was expecting like a five or a six because of how you like zombie movies. So seven, I think, is great. <laughs> Going into this movie, my preconceived notions of a zombie being it being a zombie movie, and that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be like a two. Fuck you, Devin. You're like two hours worth of zombie film, dog. Two Damn. hours worth of my life on a zombie movie. Fuck you. Oh, um, and the zombie bastard. you wrote in on. No, I. But <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then you know it starts off a little slow. We get the the scenes outside with your funny deer, and then you get the dad at work and then you get the dad with the daughter oh and the dad talking to his mm-hmm. ex-wife um and then you get the dad with the daughter and, his and her yes and and his mother and his birth and her birthday and i'm like i'm bored how much longer oh an hour and 50 minutes what <laughs> you're like what and then they get on the train and i'm like i'm still bored but mind you, we're literally 15 minutes into a two-hour movie, so it's not like I was giving it a fair shake. At that moment, I'm giving it a two. Okay. Right. But I have to watch the whole thing because it's what I do. And, you know, zombies start happening. I'm like, okay, they, they look good. Points mm-hmm. for looking good. And then the character development starts happening, and then I'm all in. And it really pulled me in. And after watching this the first time, I'm like, this is like a good, this is pretty good. This is going to be like a five, six. And then when I started thinking about the story and when I was like physically writing down my notes and I just kept adding more and more and more, I was like, this is a really good movie. This is like a seven, eight. Uh, You know what? I'm giving it an eight. I'm going up because how can I, how can I not? This is a zombie movie I'll watch again and will recommend to people who don't like zombie movies, honestly. I'm like, yeah, it's a slow start, but stick with it, guys. Trust me, half an hour in, you're in. Yeah, this one's going to be an eight for me. And on the scale of zombie movies, it's a 10. See? Yeah. I I love this movie. I love that it's so story-driven. And not. it doesn't lean on zombies, and that's what I like about it. No, and that's part of why the rating is so high. It has zombie in it for your horror element, but this could be made about a plague. This could have been made exactly. about, I don't know, a natural disaster, water shortage. Right. Any type of traumatic situation that these guys could have been in. And their stories would be the same. Yep. Just the scenario is different. So this is a good eight for me, and that's high praise considering I went into it already hating it, unfair, <laughs> unfairly hating it. I know and coming around and then coming around some more and then really realizing that it's a really good movie. Did you know they're make- remaking it? Are they really Americanizing it? Ooh, I don't know. How Train to New that. York. Is that true? Mm-hmm. According to the internet. I mean, it's the internet. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to change. I wonder what human aspects are going to change because instinctively we're selfish people over here. Yeah. That's what I was wondering too. If the culture differences are going to come into play a lot. Well, if you can tell, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more firearms and guns because over there they're not allowed to have them and they actually follow the law. Right. Only 
people who are trained in armed forces are allowed to have weapons. So it's not like in all these other zombie movies, you just blast them with all the guns you have around. Yeah, there's a lot of fist fighting, baseball bats. Oh, it's hand-to-hand combat, which is terrifying because you have to be up close and personal and get bitten or scratched or whatever. Fun fact time. The actor who played the husband was in real life one of the other person's personal trainers. Okay, who's Gong Yu? Who's he? He was his personal that's the, trainer. That's the dad. So he was his personal trainer in real life. Really? So they already had this friendship and this relationship going into this. Okay. That's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know that. Considering yeah. what their two characters go through in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. That's that's very cool. According to the internet, again, might be false, but I I would love to believe that that's true. Wouldn't it be awesome if one of them got the other person the gig? Like, hey, I, I know right? this guy. Like the dad got the gig and he was like, we got to get this guy in. Yeah, or vice husband. versa. Right? I know this guy that's perfect for this character. Check this one out. I would love to believe that's how it went down. I don't know. I love those kind of situations. I hope that is how it went down. Yes. And what we were talking about before about community, artist community. Mm. Train to Busan is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in Korea. I did hear that. I did read that. Edgar Wright, who directed Shaun of the Dead, loves this movie. He wrote in a tweet once calling this movie the best zombie movie I've ever seen in forever. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Considering how many people love Shaun of the Dead, high praise. This was the director's first live action film. All of his other features were animated. Maybe that's why... Maybe that's why it was so good to look at because he's used to looking at pains Maybe. all put together. And so he's really paying attention to the cinematic detail mm-hmm. of how it's supposed to look. But now that I read this, I'm thinking about that train crash. I can see the animation the inspiration yeah, in it. For sure. He's definitely looking at things through a different lens. The word zombie is only mentioned once in this film, and I'm I'm here for it. I was going to bring that up because they don't... When is it mentioned? Do you know? No. Because I didn't even catch it when it was. They don't really call them anything, really. Because they don't know. They don't know, right. We would call them zombies because we automatically think zombies. Right. (laughs) And then you would get the people who watch The Walking Dead and they would call them walkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Driving back to the point, this isn't primarily a zombie movie. This became the first South Korean film to cross the 1 million mark in the Singapore box office. It grossed 93.1 million worldwide. Well, that's different than the number that I had. Yep. Internet, I don't know who's right. I had 98.5. It grossed somewhere between 93 and 98 million dollars. It grossed almost 100 million dollars, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, for sure. This film premiered at midnight screenings in the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. Okay, here's the remake talk. As of October 2023, two months ago, this is being remade, changing the destination to New York. The new title right now is The Last Train to New York. Does it say where in the remake the train would be leaving from to go to New York? No, but when you mentioned Jersey, I had that thought. 
Yeah. What if they're stuck underground? <laughs> right. You're right. And is it going to be a long haul train or is it like going from Indianapolis to New York or is right, it or Chicago? Going, right. Or is like, it just going from Jersey to New York? Is it, a, or is it a commuter? Cause I don't know. Obviously I'm not super familiar with Korean uh, geography, but right. I don't know how far Busan was to wherever they were leaving from. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know the town that they were leaving from's name, to be honest. It was Seoul. Okay. That's the capital. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this film originally ran 118 minutes, but the Indian version only runs 116. So I wonder what they censored. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So by train from Seoul to Busan, it's three hours and 56 minutes. So this was like real time then. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Because they get off and they have to fight some things. Right. And they have to get back on. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know how, how fast trains travel. <laughs> Faster than cars, but not as fast right. as planes. How long did it take you to get from Michigan to Chicago? And did you have long stops? We had a lot of stops. So it was like, I want to say it was like six hours. Okay. It's not but terrible. There was a lot of stops. You know, if you, if you think about how much time you're going to spend flying to your to that destination between going to the airport, getting to the airport, checking your bag, going through security, getting on the waiting for your plane, getting on the plane, taking off, and then doing it all over again on the other side. It's about six hours. Right. Even though it's a short destination, so you're better off taking the train. I can drive there in five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I live in Chicago. We no one has cars here. <laughs> I will be taking the train or the bus, possibly a flight, depending on the prices. So the sour worm candy that is offered to Sue Ann is the famous German candy brand Trolley. I love a Trolley. Okay. What's your, is that your favorite gummy candy? No, I love, mm, I love gummy candies. So I do too. I'm like, sweet treats are like my passion. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love, okay. I love stale gummy candy. I like to leave it open so it gets a little tougher like really jerky type instead of less, less kind of like kind of like fruit leathers yeah i want to i want something to gnaw on mm -hmm. a little bit more but i still like the chewy so i'll, I'll intentionally let them go stay up before i eat them sometimes like my gummy bears and gummy worms i <laughs> really love happy cherries as well. um, yeah and they're cherries and they're delicious and my co-worker my former co-worker one of my attorneys i used to work for turned me on to them and they're so delicious so those are good. My coworker eats those as well. They taste like cherries. Actually, they don't. They taste like candy designed to My... taste like cherries. <laughs> they do taste like candies. <laughs> My favorite gummy candy maker is Albanese. They are chef's kiss mm. of the of the gummy candies. And my favorite one by them is their peach rings. Oh, I love peach rings. Oh, oh. sweet baby rays. I'm telling you. Oh. Delicious. So you know what I loved? Um, I've I've become addicted to dehydrated candy. Okay, yeah, I've I had it once. I had peach rings in the dehydrated version. Never had Ooh. the peach rings. I had like Skittles. It's like crack, man. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that the texture of those things is crazy. So yes. So okay, back to fun facts. <laughs> 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 this has been Gummy Candy Talk with Devin and Summer. <laughs> I was like, how did this start? <laughs> this conversation. Trolleys um, are good. 
You know, that's my last fun fact. There is not a lot on this movie on IMDb. I didn't do a whole lot of research outside of IMDb. But this movie is so good. And I can definitely see why it has its following. And I can see why so many people love and appreciate it. I'm glad I picked this one <laughs> out of the out of the choices you gave me. I think there was one other option of the you gave me like four movies, and I think there was one other option that would have worked that didn't that wasn't a sequel. The other train movie. Which one was that? Midnight Meat Train. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, you're you're on the books for that one in the future because it's so good. I love that one. I fucking love that movie. Apparently, I was feeling when I made that list. I was feeling sequels and trains. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you're on for that movie next time. Just Love so you it. know. Yeah. So it's just it's it's good. Watch the movie and don't don't be judgy like Summer is because Summer <laughs> almost didn't give it a fair shake, but she saw the error in her ways. Watch the dubbed version or the subbed version, whichever you prefer. But if you don't mind subtitles, I would probably recommend the subbed version. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. glad I watched the dubbed version first. Because I would not have lasted in the subversion, and I would have been like bitter and angry. You'd have been like, and you know what, this movie sucks. I've been like, <laughs> well, I would have been like, I don't know what they're saying because they're going too fast. They're, the dialogue was quick. It is. And I would not keep up. Okay, it is time for shout outs. Shout out. Shout out. Of course, first and foremost, we must shout out our Patreons, John, Alex, Mike, and Bill. And there was much rejoicing. Who are the best. John has been with the show since the beginning. He became a Patreon on month one. And a guy. And we've become friends. He wrote a fan letter. I'll call, Loosely based, I call it a fan letter. He wrote an email <laughs> to the doll's email that we provided. And told me how much he loves the show and how it makes him feel good when he's feeling down. And that was the sweetest thing in the world. And I read it on Christmas day. I, I know because we were in route and I read it on Christmas day and I was like, wow, we actually made someone feel good. That's the best. Like when you, I think that's like the main goal when you're creating art, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're creating anything i mean i consider this art but when you're creating art you know and you just want that's the purpose of it is to move somebody to make somebody feel something but john so we've been we became fast friends of course after that and then a few other patreons jumped on and we love you all so much and thank you for your constant support so shout out guys, to the patreons patreons you guys are awesome join patreon you get a free shirt and stuff and who doesn't like free stuff Free stuff is great, and you help and you help me out because the money from Patreon is not a lot, you know, it's five, ten bucks per person. Sometimes more, depending on the level you want to join. Every little bit helps. It pays for the platform that we use to record on. It it goes right back into the show. It's not like oh, fun money. I go buy myself a coffee. No, it goes back into the show, all of it. So that's that's what you're doing is you're helping the show fund itself. So thank you. We must shout out artist Clark, who creates the best art ever. So what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. I don't recall speaking to him about this movie, but I bet this seems like the kind of movie he would love. So I can't wait to talk to him about it. He's just the best. I, uh, 
time of recording. Don't have our new logo yet, but I can't wait to see what he's come up with. I'm excited to see it too. So excited. So excited. <laughs> it's gonna, clearly going to be different than any other logo since it's just me. But yeah. And you know what else is going to be different than any other thing is going to be from author David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. The Dolls of Horror novelization, which she's had to rewrite three times now because of staff changes. <laughs> oh, geez. And changes in life situations, you know, husbands, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so he's like, damn it. Now I got to start over again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry, but this is the last major change. Promise. That's it. Promise. Promise. So I can't wait. His books are great. He has a series called Babysitter Massacre. You should check it out. I yeah. should. It's, you know, you know how you watch popcorn movies. It's popcorn books. It's right. It's, it's, it's good. It's exactly what it sounds like. And of course we must shout out the listeners the supporters and all the future guests that have already been lined up and will be lined up in the future we love you all the listeners love you all i especially love you all bringing me to my final shout out which is devin i love hey. you so much i love you thank <laughs> you for coming to play with me and also recommending this movie i'm so excited that this is in my life and it's all because of you and it's all because of brian thank you for having me on it's an honor and i had such a great time i'm so glad that you did choose out of the list that i gave you you chose this movie because yeah. this one this one was awesome i also choosing midnight meat train it's just gonna happen later <laughs> yes <laughs> love it have you read that novelization that's a short story no to be yeah. honest i don't read very often you should. It's short. It's uh, Clive Barker because most so most of his stories are short stories, and it's mm -hmm. it's a shorter short story as opposed to his longer short stories, the Hellraiser, the Hellbound Heart one. And it's that's a yeah. longer short story. It takes a while. This one is a shorter short story. I really recommend reading it before we do it because it's awesome. If you don't want to read, get it on Audible. Like there's an yeah, audio version. I might too. do that. It's yeah. so good. It's not that long. It really isn't. And it's really worth uh, worth your read, worth your time. Listeners, read it if you I haven't. I like Clive Barker a lot. So I like Clive Barker because he goes with the short story format most of the time. And my yeah. attention span doesn't like long stories. I like the stories of them, but I don't always feel like investing a year of my life into a Stephen King book. That's why I read comic books. They're so it's like 20 minutes of my time. Boom. Yes. Nailed it. That's why I still to this day read Fear Street. I know they're children's books. See? They're yeah. preteen books. But they're 150 pages. It's like they're like watching little movies. And they're, the mm -hmm. storytelling is good. And the gore he describes in these books is something out of an 80s horror film. It's graphic. It's amazing. See? So as I'm reading these books, I'm envisioning a movie. I'm seeing it as a movie. I'm even putting my favorite actors in in characters too. It's so weird. So um, yeah, book talk with Devin and Summer. So <laughs> Devin, where can we listen to your podcast again if people tuned out in the beginning? <laughs> we are on Spotify and we'll also be on Apple Podcasts. Terrific. 
And don't forget to tune in because your girl Summer is going to be on real soon. Hey, hey. I had the blast. I can't wait to come back if I can invite myself back. I can't wait to come back. I had so much fun, guys. And I can't (laughs) believe it was so long ago. It was so many months ago. And I just had the time of my life with you guys. It was. I know. We had a blast. We should all do do a live stream at some point. I'd be into that. That'd be so fun. That would would be be super fun. That would be the best. So podcast station, right? Podcastination. Podcastination unknown. Podcastination unknown. You know, you guys, you three, you, Brian, Elena, you're like the dream team. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Thank you. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Shedding light on how to be a podcaster. Yeah. You just so you listeners know, Devin edits the -hmm. show, which is quite a feat. Was uh a large thanks to being a musician for so long beforehand, you know. It was a pretty easy transition to be able to do it with podcasting, you know. That's good. I'm teaching my I'm trying to teach myself how to do it. There's still a lot of stuff I need to learn, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely getting there. Yeah, I'm teaching myself how to do it. The first episode I edited was the wind chill episode that came out mid uh, December, and mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible. I know it's rough, as, and it was also rushed too. Right, it time to get it done. So I was just like, oh, "Okay, we're just gonna figure this out. We'll do it live. <laughs> Wing it. Yeah, we're just gonna do it and hope it comes out okay. We can maybe learn from each other. Yeah, it's acceptable. <laughs> it's not terrible." So I'm learning, I'm learning, and I'm very excited to learn it also because it's a skill set I wanted to learn. I I didn't want to be reliant on an editor. I wanted to know how to do it myself. It always helps having someone to edit for you, but I I never wanted to rely on someone to do it because guess what? When they flake on you or get mad at you, they just abandon ship. And And you're done. And I'm done. And I knew I wasn't going to be done. I'm going to figure this out. I know a lot of people who edit, right? I do. Yeah. So I knew that I, if I was really in a bind, I could reach out to any one of my countless friends for help. But I took initiative and I said, I'm going to learn how to do this myself. I'm going to learn myself how to do this. Okay. So I can be in control. There is a lot to it, but. Doing my best. Doing my best. But so learning curve episodes might be a little simpler now because of me. But I'm working it out. Okay, guys, appreciate you sticking with me in the patience. Also, again, mentioning your band, Where Sky Meets Ocean. Mm-hmm. Check them out on Spotify and on YouTube. And I can't wait. Um, I can't wait till you guys get to play like live gigs. It's going to be so rad. I can't wait till we get to come down and play in Chicago. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That'll be awesome. So what do you play in this band? I am the lead singer. Okay, do you play anything also in it or do you just sing it? Um, so like I do play piano and stuff on the recordings and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, I just do the singing, I do the vocals. Um, all three of us kind of write the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then like Don will write his bass parts or JC will write the guitar parts, you know. We kind of all write our own parts mm-hmm. and then it all kind of comes together into one beautiful thing. Oh, I love it. Which is awesome because we all have different inspirations musically. We kind of pull from a lot of different genres and a lot of different places, and it makes an, a really interesting sound. So would you say when you guys do your separate parts of this 
team. Are you doing it separately completely and then you come together and try it together? Or is there a collaboration with each other in the moment? Usually it's collaboration. A lot of times it starts with um, our guitar player, JC. He's also my cousin. Um, hey, cousin. Hey, <laughs> shout out. But <laughs> a lot of times he'll write um, all of the guitar parts and basically write the song's structure through the guitar. Right. And then um, we'll come through. I'll add uh, ideas vocally, melody or words or anything that's coming to my head at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, we riff off of each other a lot. He has a lot of vocal stuff that he likes to do, too. So we riff off of each other a lot. And then Don is all about like the backbone of the song, like percussion and drums and bass. And so he likes those kind of things. So he'll come in and kind of add those elements to it. And it just kind of snowballs, you know. I'm super ignorant on how music's made and bands create songs. I'm sure everyone does it differently as well, but I'm not a musician. I've never played an instrument. I attempted flute once for about three months when I was a kid. My family all (laughs) plays. My my brother played drums and my sister and mom and dad all play guitar. Really? Um, I was the only non-musician there. My uncle Henry was a fantastic pianist. I mean, Ooh, I loved hearing him play. So I come from a family of musicians and I'm like the black sheep here who knows how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other side of the musicality, honestly. It they is. go together, yeah. but they're completely different. So I guess I'm more of the physical, I'm more physical in it and they're more in the head part of it. Right. So, yeah. So I'm really ignorant on how music is made and I love hearing about the processes and everyone's different processes. Amazing. No, everybody's like different there. Okay, Devin. We have talked for almost three hours and I've had go. seriously like the best time with you. And I can't wait to have you back. The next part of your clan is going to be joining us soon, and that is going to be your lovely and also just as beautiful and handsome boyfriend Brian. Yes. And just as talented. Brian's a makeup artist and I need help. Like I need him. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll hook me up with whatever you need. Like I need, I need, um, I need, I need help. Um, I've told him I just kind of smear it on and hope for the best. And I know that's not necessarily the best method. So I can't wait till I can receive his help because he's a genius. I've seen his work. He creates he's art. He's an amazing, amazing makeup artist. It it blows me away some of the things he does. Absolutely, it really does. And like like us, like musicians, like actors, podcasters, he has his community of yep. clients and fellow artists, and that's great. And it's just so great. So yeah, Brian will be on at some point in the near near future. We had to postpone because he got ill, but he's on the mend. So hopefully that'll be soon. And yes, we I'm will excited be... for that episode. Me too. We are going to be discussing Motel Hell. I heard. I'm so <laughs> pumped. I was so excited when he mentioned that one. I said, give me a list of possible movies you want. And he's like, well, Motel Hell for sure is one of them. And I said, done. He loves done. that one. Yeah. I love that one too. And I've, we haven't covered it yet. So I'm ready. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Brian is amazing. He's just as chatty as you and I are. So it's going to be another entertaining episode. He's more he's more ramped up than I am. Oh, he is super yeah. ramped up. <laughs> we, we are going to go off the rails huh, a lot more yeah. on that episode. And it's going to be great. Elena is going to be returning real soon too. We're scheduled to record with Elena next week. 
think we're going to be doing The Haunting uh, from 1999. So Elena and Brian, uh, the rest of your team will be joining the dolls as guest dolls real soon. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Tune into their show where I will be featured and I can't wait to hear the rest of the episodes and check out where sky meets ocean for some pretty snazzy music. All right. Yes. Okay. With that, I'm summer and I am Devin and you have been listening to the dolls of horror. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls or offer any movie suggestions, feel free to send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. If you really like the podcast and want to help out financially so that the dolls can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening. Bye. And the veins too. Oh, the veins. Yeah, I love a good vein. I do too. <laughs> All the open wounds, of course, are oozy and disgusting and awesome. Oh, last but not least, the crazy zombie quotation. Um, what's that word? I can't speak. Um, <laughs> contortion. Contortion, yes. I was about to bring That's this That's not up. even a word, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that crazy zombie <laughs> contortion. I was about to bring that up too. I didn't know. If uh, I have one more random question for you about yeah. it. Yeah. So I had this thought where I was like, how helpless would you feel in this situation? It was still kind of early where they were trying to figure out exactly how that shot of basically perspective on inside of the train looking out the window. And all of those people come up and start like banging on the train, like, let me in, let me in. And oh. then they just get slaughtered and then there's all these zombies right on the outside how would you feel in that moment i would be horrified <laughs> and honestly first instinct wonder what kind of drugs they're on <laughs> <laughs> right because at that point you don't really know what's going on like you on bath salts <laughs> because you know you eat people on bath salts <laughs> <laughs> Prop we would like to own. This one was a tough one. Okay. This one was a tough one. I managed to come up with three. Okay. okay. My impractical prop. I'll take the train car. <laughs> I'd love it. I, I would also take the train car. Okay. I didn't even Where think Where I that. would put the train car? I, I mean, don't know. And I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'll take it. That's thinking outside the box. I like that. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll turn it into a museum. Oh, see. Or a train to Busan restaurant. Ooh, inside the train car? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm sure you've seen those 50s Americana diners that are like in a I train have. car. Yep. <gasps> so would you serve th- Korean food? I don't know. It could be a themed restaurant. I would have... 
That's Korean, an interesting idea. <laughs> Korean food would be, of course, ideal as a theme, but I worry it's too niche. Or that's what, yeah, right. So maybe some, maybe a couple of Korean dishes that we'd, of course, give really cool movie zombie names. Yeah, of course, yeah. But maybe we'd have some American fare too. Maybe a taco. Just a little bit of everything for everyone. Some really cool cocktails. Gotcha. Would your waiters be like zombies? That would be fun, but it might be too much work. Like it might be too, it might be too much to ask of them. <laughs> they're, they're, Do they have to be performers as well. They're less than minimum wage employees. <laughs> showing up for tips, okay? Yep, right, right. But fun atmosphere, encouraged. Maybe we could have a, like a drink titled like Open Wounds or Milky okay. Eye. The Milky Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or something having to do with a deer. I Is yeah. An like... opening deer. Okay. You heard it here first. Train to Busan restaurant. Yeah, in Summer's backyard. <laughs> in Summer's backyard, <laughs> which I don't have because I'm in an <laughs> apartment. Anyway, I'll take the train car and I'll turn it into a theme restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Suan in her bedroom, she has a drawing on her wall, like you know, a little children's drawing of people. I would take that. Yeah. Some set decor to go with, you know, you like train car. Decorate the train <laughs> car. You put it art. on the wall of the train car. Yes. So, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you're in the inn, you're in the inn. You know what I'm saying? 